0: As we record this edition, we are less than four weeks away from the opening of the 2020-2021 college basketball season. The schedule is still somewhat in flux from a non-conference standpoint because of the cancellation by ESPN of the multiple team events down in Orlando. They could not get together on uh testing protocols, and some of the other things with teams from different conferences, so they scrapped that. That's left Furman and several other schools across the country looking to fill as many as three gaps in the schedule, so don't know what we're going to have as far as that to talk about today, but I promise you we've got a ton of stuff to get to with Coach Bob Ritchie Here in just a moment. First of all, I'll remind you that the podcast is brought to you by Shortfields and Downtown Travelers Rest. Great restaurant, even better people. You can check out the website shortfields.com to get the menu and the operating hours there. And as always, if you'd like for Coach Richie to address a specific subject, have any questions about anything basketball-related, shoot me an email, dan.scott at Furman.edu. dan.scott at Furman.edu. Once again, this is episode 44 of the All Den Podcast. I am Dan Scott, and as always, joining us is head basketball coach Bob Ritchie. The practice is continuing, and well, right now, that's about the only certainty we can say other than the conference schedule at this moment, a little less than four weeks away from what's supposed to be the opener. Certainty, Bob, that you're practicing, and I'm sure practicing well. It's good to talk to you again. How are you?
1: We're doing good. We're doing good. We've got our um, this is our kind of fake fall break. You know, we always give our guys a little bit of an extended weekend right in between the six weeks of practice right when fall break hits. And so we don't have that this year. So we ended up trying to do the same structure. We had a big scrimmage on uh, Saturday morning and then let our guys off the rest of Saturday, Sunday, today and tomorrow for Election Day. And then we'll get back. Um, we'll, we'll, get back to it on Wednesday and, um, and then we'll have, you know, another three weeks to really tighten the bolts, getting prepared for the season and, uh, hopefully be playing games before long.
0: So just tell us how, how practice is going so far. Uh, you, you've obviously been able to, to, ha- to have the group together and, and start really going at it. How are things working out right now?
1: You know, I'll tell you what, it's, it's very competitive. And, um, you know, Saturday was our second our second inter-squad scrimmage of length. And uh, we got 28 minutes of live play and, um, you know, had a functional halftime, did some did some pre-game stuff as well, working on that routine. And um, I tell you what, Saturday's inter-squad scrimmage is was as competitive as anyone I've been around. And, um, you know, that's a credit to the depth that we're. Hopefully creating and um, the amount of guys that are able to come in and, and, and help this team, but also the experience that we have in the upper half of our roster. And so, um, you know, we're able to go two mixed teams. And, you know, I think in a 28 minute scrimmage, it was 64 to 59. We got to see a lot of situations. Game was tied going down the stretch. Alex Hunter hit a big three. And then, and then that same team got a big stop, and then we're able to, you know, convert that into a back cut layup to put them up five, and we're able to close the game out. So we were able to see a lot of different things come up on Saturday that we're able to get on film. and um, But but we got some guys playing really well right now, and, and our depth's coming along. We've been able to stay relatively healthy. Uh, Marcus Foster has been out for a little bit with, with something that's, that's, you know, just not – it'll probably be another week or so, and we'll get him back. Um, and then, and then Clay's had a little bit of a hamstring deal that we've had to be, you know, a little bit cautious with and, um, rest him accordingly. You know, I, I kind of give him a hard time We give him his vet days, you know, since he's a fifth year guy. But other than that, we've, we've been able to maintain health for the most part. And, um, we've had some great practices. We're getting a little bit better defensively. We're not anywhere where we need to be yet, but, um, man, some guys are playing good ball right now. And, um, you know, Noah Gurley has probably been the biggest standout so far he's um he's really really worked on his 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 body his his range he's really been able to shoot the ball well from three and then and then his ability to score around the basket you know he's just he's just been really really hard for us to guard and um you know he's been able to impact the game in a lot of different ways he's really focused on his rebounding i think his rebounding is getting better and um he's been great you know I could go through the whole starting five of what they've been able to do and um, mike bothwell had a really good scrimmage which, which I know doesn't really surprise anybody on here, but all those guys, you know, uh, we actually did do, um, we, we, we gave them four fouls on Saturday since it was a 28-minute scrimmage. And so we had to deal with, you know, the foul structure and having to sit and having to manage that. And um, that was good for our bigs especially. But, um, you know, these guys are these guys are doing a good job. You know, all the old guys are, are, are playing like vets and uh, Clay, Alex, Slauson, uh, we've talked about Noah and Mike. Those guys are doing what they need to do for the most part. And um, and then our depth our depth is starting to round out a little bit to where we think we're going to be in a play nine, possibly ten some nights.
0: And, and I think it's important for fans to understand when you talk about how great the competition is in practice, that that's nothing but good things. You want your players to make your decision on playing time and rotation difficult because that means that you've got an awful lot of talent who's playing hard and grasping what you're putting out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, the best programs are going to have competition. It's going to be every single day. It's it's what's going to drop the organization that, that people feel the sense that they have to produce, perform and get better every single day. And, and that nothing is comfortable and nothing's giving. And, and I think you have to have enough quality of talent to be able to push that to the extent to really get people better quickly. And, um, you know, we we're very transparent. We do a lot, as everybody knows, with analytics and with data. And we spent the summer, as I, as I've talked about, I think before on here, really coming up with a formula that's that's got 37 different components in it of things that we value and putting point value on all of it. Really, what it does is it it calculates at the end of a practice or a scrimmage a value per possession for every single player, and and it, and it has scoring is obviously a part of that. But when you have 37 different categories, it's not the only part of that. And so it, it makes people play the game with the right intent and it makes them play complete. And then they they get a number at the end. And it's been really interesting. I mean, like it's 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 very seldomly wrong. And, um, you know, we, we haven't had any indication any times where we just say, hey, look, um, you know, this doesn't really make sense. Like it always makes sense. The guys that play the hardest, the guys that give the most effort, the guys that focus on play into the values of and basketball, they score out well. And, um, and it changes, you know, we've, we've had, we, we're now at this point with some of our depth where we're having to get an element of consistency because that score goes up and down. And, um, and what we tell them every single week is like, things can change, you know, and, and give you one example for the listeners. Like last week, you know, we had 11 guys that were scrimmaging. So one team was going to have a sub and one team, all five guys, when to go to the distance and we, we went 24 minutes last Saturday and, um, you know, Ben Beaker and Johnny Lawrence split time. And, um, and so they, you know, they played it out and split time. And, and then the next week goes on and, and we go through to get ready for the scrimmage last week. Well, Ben was eighth on the formula and he had had a really, really good week. And so he took all the reps Saturday. And to be honest with you, he was the surprise of the scrimmage. And, and it was just because of his willingness to rebound uh, his willingness to play with some physicality. He's gotten more comfortable with the offense and then now he's got to Can he go continue to do that, right? Can he do that this next week, and can he do that the next week? And then at the same time, somebody's going to be pushing him. And then and then how does that work out? And then at the end of the day, do we all have an awareness that we're doing this to build the program, right? That we're all doing this together to understand that we're competing for Furman, and that we all still have immense value, right? And that our minutes don't determine our value, but we're all trying to push each other in the right direction. So. I've been really pleased at the competition, but I've always I've also been really pleased at the respect that each player is given to the competition and to each other. Uh, but they're working really really hard. Our 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 in gym time away from the coaching staff is higher than it's ever been. I mean, there's I think we had a practice last week, and I think by one o'clock in the day, every single player except one had gotten in the gym for extra work on their own at some point in time during that day. And, um, and that's what you want. That's, that's, that's what competition brings. That's what culture brings. That's what winning brings that, that you have behaviors that can lend to more winning. And, um, so far we've been really pleased at where we're at there.
0: 37 components that you use in your analytics, whose job is it to keep up with all of that and put it into a, a, a sheet that say here, coach Richie, here's what the numbers look like. Cause I'm sure that you don't, or, or do you, maybe you, you tell me, are you the one that's putting all those numbers together?
1: I don't. I don't do the numbers. Tyler Exxon does our analytics, and so he he puts the spreadsheet together and then he sends it out. Every staff member has a piece of the pie mm-hmm. that, that we have to make sure that we do. So it's not that that's not all hinging on one person. Uh, one thing that we've got to get better at is our offensive rebounding, and so I've taken that. I, I grade our crash scores at night when I watch the scrimmage or watch the, the practice film, and then everybody else has between you know, four and eight categories that they do, uh, depending on what they're in charge of or what they oversee. And so, um, you know, Coach Johnson does a lot with our defense. So naturally he has a lot of the defensive grade outs. Uh, Coach grow does a lot with our offense. So naturally he has some offensive grade outs. Uh, Coach Williams does a lot with our transition game. So he has some of the transition grade outs and then some of the raw stats our support staff does. And then we all just pitch in. We try to have it, you know, all emailed in that night. And then um, the formula in the Excel stuff just calculates itself. Tyler sorts it all, he sends it out to the staff and he sends it out to the players. And um, all that information is accessible. Our players see it every day and um, they can see exactly where they are. They can see exactly what they're struggling with, where they're getting deductions, where they're getting additions. And that way they can focus in on how they can impact the game in accordance to what we value. And that's the key to it, right? It's all in accordance to what we value and um, and that gives them a path of how they can go impact that score. There's there's not a lot of subjectivity to it. You know, there are some elements that are graded out, but anything we grade, we have film attached to it. And so the players are able to see it and they are able to see their good grades or bad grades. And, and therefore, they're able to try to improve. But I just think a culture of transparency and truth in those situations, especially when you have as much talent as we have. I think it just makes the project the, the process easier as you're having those discussions and it makes it fair um, that those guys can go out there and, and they can choose to impact it as much as they want today, right? It's, it's going to come yeah. down, again, their effort, their connection, and how much they want to value the things we value as they go out there and perform.
0: This is Episode 44 of the All Den Podcast. I'm Dan Scott with Head Coach Bob Ritchie the Men's Basketball Program here at Furman. We've got all this these great things happening in practice and uh, eventually, that's going to transfer into gameplay. Uh, and obviously, the fans want to know what's the latest on the schedule update. We know what the non-conference schedule looks like at, at least right now, but what about the uh, about the non? I'm sorry. We know what the conference schedule looks like. What about the non-conference? I know it's still kind of a work in progress. What, if anything, can you tell us?
1: Um, it's going the wrong way, Dan. <laughs> On the wrong way. Um, And I'm hoping that, you know, as as time as time gets tighter, I I think this thing has to shake itself out to a point of of games. Um, But, yeah, right now, you know, it's 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 not going the way we want it to go. I think there's going to be a lot of flexibility in scheduling right now. We have we have four games contracted non-conference right now. And so we've got five slots left to get. And um, we're trying to be as regional as we can due to the components of the virus. And um, you know, that's, that's been tough. And um, you know, it's, it's something that I, the message to our team has been, Hey, at the end of the day, like our job is to be ready and and the, and the dens are going to be ready. We're going to work on that every single day. And when they tell us where we're playing and when we're playing, we're going to make sure we're ready. And um, you know, I'm a believer that there is a lot of, there are a lot of things going on in our world right now, Dan, that are completely out of our control. And, and it can affect our attitude in the moment of, of making sure that the main thing stays the main thing. And, you know, I know as a fan, it's discouraging. You know, I'm sure you guys want to go, you know, to the message boards or text each other, like, what's going on? Why can't these guys get a schedule? I, I just think for us, like, you know, what I tell my staff every day is just we, we've got to control what we can. we got to work as hard as we can. We've got an obligation to get the best schedule we can to our players. But the things that we can't control, we, we just we, we got to just trust the input on, on how we go about our business and just trust that the output is going to work out. We'll get a schedule and, and it might not be as timely as what the fan base wants. As soon as we have it, we'll release it. Um, and I'm hoping that this week some things are going to shake. There are a few teams that are telling us to hang on, hang on, hang on. They're trying to get somebody else. And if they don't, then they're they're going to let us in. Um, but we want a very competitive schedule. Um, if we have to fill in the cracks to get games, to, to play a couple of division twos, then that's what we're going to do, but we're going to do that last. Right now, we're trying to find another hot major game, to be honest with you, and um, maybe two of them, just because I want our team tested. I want us to be tested early, and uh, we've got some things in, in, in the cooker, uh, but we don't have we don't have an agreement to contract yet, and so um, it's going to take some time, but we, we get to control... Every single thing that we do today as a program and how hard we work, how connected we are, and, and just what our approach is. And we're not going to let the things with the schedule derail us to a point that it takes our energy from what our energy needs to be focused on.
0: And, and this is really nothing new uh, from, from one standpoint. Obviously, the COVID aspect of it is new. But you've been having some moderate difficulty the last couple of years getting some high major teams to want to play you simply because they want to play you when you're not good and they don't want to play you so much when you're a good basketball team because what may happen is what happened, say, two years ago when you go to Villanova, the defending national champs. Uh, and, and, and I thought it was interesting to see on Twitter one of the national writers kind of taking your calls up. Well, I think it was Jeff. Was it Jeff Goodman who who uh, who went to, uh, on Twitter, kind of took your calls up a little bit uh, talking about the difficulty you were having getting regional teams to play you?
1: Yeah, I guess Jeff and, and Coach Grow were talking Saturday morning. And I think Jeremy was giving him kind of the update on the landscape. And, um, you know, Jeff decided to put that out there. And, and again, I think it's just – I don't think we're the only ones in this situation. Mm. You know, I talked to another mid-major coach last week that's in a very similar situation. And, um, you know, again, there, there's games to be played. I do know that and there's people that are looking for games and I've got a whole list of them. Um, It's just, you know, we've got to hope that as, as time gets tighter, that they're going to agree to play us. And um, I got faith that it's going to work out. You know, I really do. And um, it's just, it's just going to take us like right now morning, I work on scheduling at some point I cut it off. I work on our practice plan I meet with our staff I make sure we're ready to have the best practice we can. I evaluate that practice at night, and then I get back on the phone and, and I go through calls and texts to try to find games. And so we're going to work around the horn uh, for our players, but also for our fan base to get the best schedule we can. And um, and, then, and then we're going we're gonna to focus at the, at the end of the day on, on making sure that we're ready to go out there and play, you know, Furman basketball and go have fun doing it. We do know our league schedule, uh, which is nice to, to have that in place. And, um, you know, there's, there's going to be a – there's just going to be a lot – to navigate. And, and I think that as we, as a program, as a fan base, um, you know, there, there's, there's so many triggers in the world right now, right? Like everything's a trigger and the more we can find calmness in the chaos and, and just really systematically work through the process and, and not let ourselves get too bent and too emotional and too down or too discouraged. We've got to make sure that our energy is consistent and that our expectation is consistent and, and understanding that hey we're gonna ride this wave okay and we might as well just make it fun you know like we might as well just understand that this is the world we live in and um you know what like it it's it still those guys still had to go play saturday in in the valley right i mean just because trevor was out they, they didn't they weren't able to push the game a week right like things had to go on and and, and it's it's, it's going to be for every program in the country that you're going to have different levels of adversity and you're going to have different waves of unknowns that you're going to have to go through. And, um and we've just tried to maintain a calmness through it, that, that trust that, Hey, you know, it's like I tell coach grow every day. Like we're going to have a schedule. Okay. We're, we're going to play some games. We're going to have fun. It, it's going to happen. Just keep, just keep focusing on what we can do. And um, eventually it's going to work out. So, um, you know, it's again, I, as I've said, as soon as we have it, we're going to get it out. We got We've had to shuffle some dates. Um, I think this is okay for me to say. Uh, I know people are wanting to hear it, so I'm going to go ahead and say it. Uh, We're playing at Cincinnati on December 9th. Uh, We are playing at Alabama on December 15th. We are playing at Winthrop December 19th, I believe. And we got South Carolina State here December 21st. And that's all we got right now. And um, we're fired up about those four. We're fired up about the 18 league games we get, and um, and we're going to work our absolute tails off to get those other five done. And um, you know, we're trying to do it with Division ones right now. And there'll be a cutoff point to where, you know, just for the, for us to be able to get a schedule out that, you know, whatever we have to fill in on top of that, uh, we will to get a complete schedule so that our fans can see um, our guys that are working tirelessly every day to go put a good product up on the floor.
0: And You, you were talking about trying to stay positive and, and do everything uh, to, to maintain the energy in, in a state of flux from the scheduling standpoint and with everything else going on around us with the uncertainty, not just in, in the world of college athletics, but, but in the world period because of, of this pandemic. Does, does being able to go to practice on a daily basis, does that help give you some kind of a sense of normalcy?
1: You know, uh, yes, yes and no. I mean, I think think to me, Dan, like, I think if it's just those two hours and I can't find normalcy outside that, then am I doing everything I can to navigate this as the leader I need to be for our staff, my family, my kids, our team, our players? You know, I I think it's the same thing that I'm going to sell our team today at four o'clock. I think in this world right now, there's a lot of division, okay? And we can go down the line on all the different areas this thing's divided on, okay? That I, that I really, you know, for the sake of time, we all know it's a divided world right now. And um, my plea to our program ha- has been to fight that division and to show what we say and not make better together cliche, but to work every single day to make sure that we're finding areas that we can unite and that we're finding areas where we can grow and we're finding ways that we can connect because it's not, gonna, it's not gonna do any of us any good to just subscribe to the division, um, to make the, the division worse, or just to speak you know, with thing of tongue. I think we gotta find areas where on a daily basis, we can fight division and we can unify and we can connect. And it's a word we use a lot as the program. All this has done for us, Dan, has given us an area, an opportunity for us to live out loud what our program's about on a daily basis. And, um, you know, it, the division is sad. Uh, but I tell you this, this is what I do know, you know, as everybody's trying to navigate all the different issues. You can't divide and unify at the same time. That's that's really not that's really not possible. And it saddens my heart to see how we're trying to do that. And it's almost repetitive. And it's almost to a point where everybody thinks they're right. And, you know, everybody tomorrow is going to, every person is going to know how the country is supposed to run right but we fail to realize that if we can unite and we can love each other better that regardless of what all these dang policies mean we're going to have a better country and and it's the same thing for us as a program like we don't we just don't want to get into the division we don't want to get into the discouragement we want to try to figure out acknowledge this is a hard time acknowledge this is a difficult time but man how can how can we grow from this and and how can we right now in this world how can we show unity and, and how can we show a campus? How can we show a city? How can we how can we come to practice with great energy? How can I walk into staff meeting with great energy? You get to wake up, man. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you get to wake up and you get to have another day. And um, I think we're gonna have to fight this from not just like what events am I gonna pick and choose as normal, but more so how do I make this normal all day? And, and how do I bring the, 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 the love and the energy and the excitement that I've got to to try to make a difference?
0: Yeah, my wife and I pray together every morning before the work day starts. And the first thing that I do is say, thank you, God, for another day. Yep. Yeah, I mean, because that's where it starts. That That's yep. where it starts. And, and I'll say this, and then we'll move on. I, I hosted last week uh, a, a Zoom webinar uh, with members of the 88 National Championship football team here. And uh, there were, I think, six of those guys on the call. And we had, you know, over 100 fans who were who were watching and listening in, and it was just great to see some of those guys who hadn't seen each other in, in any form in over 30 years and, and how they interacted in the chemistry and, and that, that they still have all this time later. And, and I made the comment then, and they all agreed with it, and I'm sure that you will as well. When you When you talk about whether it's a football program, a basketball program, whatever, collegiately, professionally, you got guys from obviously different races, different socioeconomic backgrounds, different religious backgrounds, different political beliefs, and yet the chemistry inside a locker room almost always is one that's able to take all that stuff, understand that we're different, and find ways to get along. And if the country at large could have that kind of success that we have in the realm of college athletics, more often than not, what that locker room looks like, be in a lot better place right now wouldn't we
1: yeah there's no doubt right and and because the locker room if you've got a divided locker room it's gonna be hard to win games mm-hmm. right and you know I don't want to make this a political discussion but um just from a very simplistic view of somebody that's not very political because the division just disgusts me I don't think it's what the founding fathers had in mind that we're just gonna you know fight and bicker and and, and, and badger each other but if our locker room looked like D.C., I promise you we wouldn't be winning much. And, you know, you have to be able to unite and you've got to be able to work together and you've got to be able to come together through disagreements um, and to be able to make the best decisions for a ball club, an organization, a country. And um, division, division is hard. Like, it's, it's a hard thing to work through. And, and unfortunately, I think our country is feeling the effects of it in a lot of different ways right now. Um, but for us, it's, it's every single day, like, how do we connect? And, um, you know, we say that a lot in how we play, but it goes, it goes further than that. And and I think that, you know, that's, that's something that we, we want to try to, we want to, you know, you, you only get an opportunity to impact so much. And a lot of times I think like, you know, when I was a kid, my dad would make us recite the serenity prayer on the way to school when he took us to school and, um, you know, give me, give me, you know, it was, it was really simple, right? Like give me this serenity to, you know, um, accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can and the wisdom to know the difference. And it's very simple. But since I was in third grade, it stayed in the forefront of my brain. And it comes to me a lot that like, I've got to know what can I change? What can I not change? Right. And and I got to understand the difference of the two. And so for us, like, we get an opportunity every day to impact our families. We get an opportunity every day to impact our staff. We get an opportunity every day to impact our program, and um, and and I won't. I don't want to be discouraged by the things that aren't in my control, to where it limits the the amount of impact I can have in the things that are in my control. And so, um, our 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 ball club is you know we're we're anxious to get started. Uh, we're excited to get out there and play. I wish we could have a scrimmage that fans could see. These guys are playing so hard. Um, they're, 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 they've got a chip to them right now. They've got a competitiveness to them right now that, that is that is fun to be around. If anything we're having to kind of tailor it a little bit and pull it back some and give these make these guys take a little bit of a break and rest their bodies. But it's 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 fun. And um, if we can get out there, which we're going to, uh, I'm, I'm I'm confident that we're going to be able to put a good product out there that the fans are going to enjoy watching.
0: Finally, Bob, uh, whatever it ends up looking like. It's going to be different for fans and and, and for coaches, players, media, game ops people. It, it's going to be a completely different look uh, at the beginning and, and, and possibly all season long uh, when we talk about COVID protocols. Um, what, what are some of the things that, that you're hearing? What are maybe some things even you're suggesting as far as the ways to keep everybody safe and make sure that we can get this basketball season in?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there's a lot of those decisions that are above my head, which they should be because I, I don't know all the different things that go into that. I think that first it's safety, right? How can, how can we make sure we're, we're as safe as possible? How can we make sure that we're adhering to CDC guidelines? And I think they're trying to figure that out in terms of, you know, I think Clemson just announced their basketball capacity last week. And, and I think we're trying to do the same thing here, figuring out, you know, the mix of games, the Timmons and the well, and what those two environments look like and, you know, all that stuff that Jason and his team are working on uh, for us to be honest with you, Dan, it's really about practice. It's really for us right now is I mean, we've had to change up where we meet as a staff, where we meet as a team, what those meetings look like, how how spread out we are, how much we're in there. We, we scrimmaged Saturday. We had we had distant benches. You know, I mean, we had two rows of of three chairs each that were spread out. And, and I, you know, I don't know if we're going to have to get bigger boards um, we're huddling in a, in a more of a spread out way. Uh, we're doing more, you know, install where they're standing in their boxes on the baseline and we're trying to just protect. And we're also wearing masks in a lot of the segments in practice. We're just trying to protect this 15 minute, you know, making sure that guys aren't within that six feet of space within that 15 minutes, uh, to where if, if, if one gets it, then, then we all have to press pause. And so, um, Elaine Baker has been fantastic obviously Jason and his team, the university, um, in terms of letting us know just how we, in Justin games, our trainer, just to allow us to know what, what it needs to look like. And then us, uh, following suit with that and then still having a great practice. Right. And, um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a lot of different curveballs, but you know what, at the end of the day, we get to go out there and play. And, um, that beats the heck out of what we were doing six months ago, sitting in our houses and, um, not being able to see each other. So, Whatever they tell us to do, and 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 how we have to do it, we're gonna abide by it, and uh, we're gonna go do it the best we can, and um,
0: and go from there. Control the things you can control, right?
1: That's it. That's it. And and don't and don't really don't you know. It's like I tell our program all the time. Like it, it doesn't matter at this point if you agree with it, right? It's it, 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 that's irrelevant, you know, or what you think of it, you know. We got all these scientists out there. All of a sudden, like this is what the people are telling us to do. Do it. You know, and and so because we want to play, and and so if we got to go out there and put a mask on for segments of practice, go put the mask on, right? If I got to wear one, then I'm going to wear it, and 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 that's just what it is, right? And, and if if in our post practice huddles we got to make sure we're masked up, then that's what we got to do, and and so um, we're committed to that. We're committed to doing it the best we can, and um, and then our players have just done a tremendous job of following suit with it, and and I think that could be more proud of them of, of giving up some things that a normal college student would be able to do at this point, um, just so they can be in a position to go out there and play. And, um, this team wants to play, they want to compete and, uh, they want to get out there on that court. And so we're, we're willing to, to follow all the protocol, uh, to the best of our ability and, um, and, and give ourselves the best chance to be able to do that.
0: Well, hopefully, I know we've said this on, uh, probably the last two or three versions of this thing but hopefully when uh, we meet again in a couple of weeks obviously we'll be that much closer to the beginning of the season but we'll have a little more clarity on some things including the schedule and I know this is no short of effort in trying to get it done I know you guys are working hard on it and uh, as you said whatever happens whoever's there that's what you're going to do it's who you're going to play and and you're going to take it from there right?
1: Yeah. No use complaining about it. We're just going to, I mean, even as I was getting on this podcast, Coach Grow and, and our AD, were getting on the phone. So we're, we're, we're going to work on it tirelessly. We can, we can guarantee our fan base that we're, we're going to do everything we can to get the best schedule we can under these circumstances and, um and, and, and get
0: out there and play ball here soon. Sounds good, Bob. Thank you as always for your time. And we'll talk to you again soon.
1: All right. Thanks, Dan. Appreciate it.
0: And there you have it. That is episode 44 of the All Den Podcast. We'll be back in a couple of weeks with a brand new episode. And again, hopefully some clarity on the schedule. But you got a little bit of information there. We know four non-conference games. And uh, hopefully we'll have uh, something uh, close to a full look at the non-conference schedule coming up in uh, just a couple of weeks. We'll see what happens. Thank you again to Shortfields for continuing to sponsor the All Den Podcast. Shortfields.com is the website for the complete menu and the operating hours. And again, if you have any questions, you can shoot them to me for uh, Coach Richie, dan.scott at firman.edu. This has been episode 44 of the All Den Podcast for Head Coach Bob Ritchie. I am Dan Scott, the voice of the Paladin, saying thank you for joining us. God bless you. So long, everybody. And thank you for being all den.